0: Hello, and welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Beyer. And I'm Len And welcome to the program. You are listening live from the the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois, where the studio audience is primed with popcorn, and (laughs) they are going to be ready. They're going to need it because there's going to be fireworks tonight in our recap episode. (laughs) We're going to be talking uh, the week that was in the NFL and the NBA, as well as college basketball. We're going to be talking Rolling Stone's top 500 albums list, where I review not one, not two, not three, but four albums. Four We need to pick Len's jaw off the floor, but you will hear my uh, opinions of albums by the Beach Boys, Bob Dylan, Smokey Robinson, and Creedence Clearwater Revival. I know you have cleared your calendars to hear my opinion of these four albums. We'll also be doing our I Recommend section where Len and I will pick a movie, a book, a uh, album or anything that catches our fancy and share it with you the lucky Jag Bags listener. If you are a Diamond Jag Bags listener, then Len and I will personally drive to your home and give you our I recommend in person and then sing you a couple of holiday carols. Maybe
1: even a couple of chic songs.
0: Oh, wow. Those are for the diamond jubilee jag bags listeners do we have any diamond jubilee jag bags listeners Uh, i think there's three
1: yeah that's what regency told me earlier
0: oh you met with regency that's interesting he told me he was in uh, costa rica for the week
2: he who told you that
0: uh well it was priscilla as i was chasing her down the street that's so I didn't really. I didn't actually hear it from Regency himself.
1: Yeah. No, we had some grilled cheese and some tomato soup, and <laughs> talked about all things jag bags.
0: Anything or, I need to know? Anything I need to know about? No. No. <laughs> I'll try not to take that uh, <laughs> in the wrong way. And uh, well. So, uh, so Regency is one. I guess the other two would be uh, the, the mediators, uh, Manas and, and Vivek.
1: Well, they decided we are okay for now. They're just going to keep their watchful eye on us.
0: They're a little surly with their watchful eye.
1: There may be recording devices in your house. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Once again, this... Podcast has taken an extremely sinister turn. <laughs> and we're not even three minutes into this. <laughs> Good Lord.
1: They're very thorough.
0: What can I say? <laughs> Speaking of sinister, let's get right into it. Let's get right into our recaps and let's start. Should we start with the NFL or the NBA? What's I'll give it. I think the NBA
1: because your sinister plan worked.
0: I swear to God. I was just aiming my COVID spray at DeRozan only. I did not realize there were leaks in my t- device. I, I I apologize to all of Chicago for uh, not
1: the entire team, practically
0: the entire team. I think it's what who's everyone all... but Lonzo
1: Vukovich already had it and Caruso. Right.
0: <laughs> pretty much everybody. They need to do like a medical study because. You know, I was thinking about it, and I think it's actually sort of a blessing in disguise that they all have it at the same time because you're not going to have, you know, kind of a staggered schedule where, like, key guys are out and this thing goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. You're getting it all over with, and the games are postponed. So they'll be made up, and when they do, the Bulls will be ostensibly back at full strength. You just hope but the can't.
1: only thing bad about that is they might pile them all together.
0: That, that will be unavoidable.
1: Better. Yeah. But they're this week they only had two games, so it might not be too much to make up because I think Kobe White and one other guy were supposed to come back tonight anyways. So by next week – so it might only be two games they have to make up, which isn't too bad.
0: What about DeRozan? I mean, he was the first to get it. So you think he's coming back soon.
1: No, I think Kobe White and Green were the first two, then DeRozan.
0: Oh. So
1: by next week they might have most of the team back, and they could start playing
0: again. And Levine hit it last year, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. But I they're all,
1: know. yeah, they're all vaccinated, so they don't get penalized because they did everything
0: they were supposed to do. That's pretty wild. I've never heard. Well, we'll save that for uh, Med Bags, our uh, health and science podcast. Uh, <laughs> med, med, sorry, Med Bags. I mean, <laughs> right. oh,
1: MedBags.
0: Bags. Yeah, that's my medical venture uh, mm. that uh, I've, I've pitched to Regency. Hasn't gotten back to me on that one. Mm. Anyways, so. <laughs> So yeah, so the Bulls are kind of in a uh, uh, kind of in limbo, and um, but like I said, I mean, hopefully they won't miss too many games and they'll come back. Um, you know, it really won't. It won't play out, and they won't have to play so many games that like where you're missing a bunch of key guys. Yeah, I mean,
1: they they're only like I said, they got lucky. Only two games this week, right? So. By next week, I think they have three games next week. They might have most of their guys back. Right.
2: Because
1: they play the Lakers next week. I think it's like the Lakers, Houston. I was looking at the schedule. Lakers, Houston, and somebody else. So they can, they can get through that.
0: They can beat the Lakers.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, I guess, some of the NFL teams, including the Bears had to change their protocols because of some positive tests in their organization. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm blaming Stacey King. My theory is Stacy <laughs> King went to a bears and bulls party and <laughs> contaminated everyone.
0: He got the, uh, the spray and then, uh, with his little hot sauce dance and yeah.
1: Cause him and him and Wennington both have had the, not broadcast, because they got it. Right.
0: So, his fault. It, it's very convenient to blame Stacey King. And quite frankly, I enjoy blaming Stacey King for anything bad that happens to the Bulls. Um, it's been a while since I've been able to just say F Stacey King. <laughs> we talked about him on the Last Dance podcast, which, Jagbags listeners, if you haven't listened to our podcast episode on the last dance that's on our website jagbags.simplecast.com um pick that one up um and give that a listen um yeah it's fun to rip on stacy king any any opportunity that we can you know, we should uh, take advantage how, real quick how do you like the new bulls uh, play-by-play announcer stacy king's uh, partner the new one? Yeah. Which Which guy? Uh, I forget his name. He, he laughs a little too hard at Stacy. Oh, King. Oh, I Amin? Mean? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. For the most part, I do, too. He's knowledgeable. Yeah. He I almost cool. feel like
1: he, he kind of has to act like he likes Stacey King, though. <laughs> it's not like you're <laughs> going to hire a guy who's like,
0: Nah, I don't he think
1: Stacey's funny.
0: He laughs a little too hard at Stacey. Yeah, King. yeah.
1: Yes. But, uh, yeah, I like him. He's a local guy, too. Yeah. He grew up in the suburbs.
0: That's all you want. It's hard to announce basketball games, I think. You You really have to kind of stay with the action. It goes back and forth. You can get lost.
1: Yeah, they, they they have to really be focused. You have to be really focused to be a good basketball announcer.
0: Real quick, this is a two-minute aside. Who are some of your favorite on a national? Like, who are some of the fav- your favorite basketball announcers? Who the first ones that just popped in your head? Oh, I like him. Or I don't know.
1: I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of national. I've been mainly watching local.
0: Yeah. I like Gus Johnson. He does the March Madness stuff. He's great.
1: Yeah. hmm I like him.
0: And I like uh Mike Breen. Uh he's like the main, he does the main telecasts with um uh with uh Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy.
1: Yes. I don't like
0: Mark Jackson.
1: I like Van Gundy.
0: I like Van Gundy. He's funny. How do you like Reggie Miller?
1: I like Reggie Miller. Some people don't like him, but I like him.
0: What about uh, Kevin Harlan? He's a guy that kind of sounds like Marv Albert.
1: He's all right. He's all right. Uh, He's on TNT, right? Usually. Kevin
0: Harlan is, yeah. Yeah. He'll do the ones, and then there's Brian uh, Anderson. Um, He did the... um, I think he did the NLCS uh, CS, um, and uh, he does uh, basketball too. I, I like him a lot. Um, anyway, quick aside. Um, and uh, maybe we'll do a podcast episode on our favorite basketball announcers. I think that will be a, the one that gets us all the advertisements. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. They had Steve.
1: Uh, they had Steve Bardo do one of the Bulls games because Stacy King and Wennington were out. Oh yeah, like, I, who? I'm like, who is this announcer? And then I, because I'd heard him, he usually does college games. Oh, my God. Like, oh, that's Steve Bardo.
0: Well, how do you like Wennington? Speaking of, I like Wennington.
1: Yeah, I do. I like Wennington.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like Chuck Swirsky. Yep, he's fine too um and then what about what about neil funk sometimes i thought he was a little much
1: i didn't like neil funk
0: yeah him and stacy together <laughs>
1: stacy i'm actually he isn't he's fine now he doesn't bother me when he first started right. maybe it was because he was with neil funk too because neil funk would drive me crazy
0: maybe it was not, neil, a good, not a good team maybe it was neil funk that secretly was the, your issue I think Stacey King, I'm always surprised at, I mean, he's a knowledgeable guy. He knows the game. And half the stuff that he says, I, I more than half, 75% of what he says, I'm, I agree with. You know, he sees things and uh, keys to the game. I agree with most of those.
1: He does always say, though, throw it underneath the basket all the time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Throw it to the big guys which isn't necessarily the right thing to do all the time. But since he was a post-up guy, he thinks you should always be doing that. I'm like, that's not really how the NBA is these days. I mean, if you have a great post-up guy, sure, but not every team has that.
0: Right, right. Um, Well, uh, sorry for the aside. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else on the Bulls?
1: No, you can talk about your glorious Cavaliers now.
0: I'm trying, I'm really, really trying not to get really excited. I'm just, I'm really, you know, I really want to avoid statements like only Brooklyn and Milwaukee are better in the East and not going to say that. (laughs) Not going to say that uh, Evan Mobley could be the new Bill Russell. Not going to say that. Because I don't believe it. Um, But. They look great. Um, I mean. They beat Miami again tonight. Did they really? Yep. And we're up. And we're really never threatened. They were up. Wow. Comfortably. 15 to 20 points the entire game. It's unbelievable. And. uh I uh, they uh, the last a couple nights ago they played Sacramento. And they scored 81 points in the first half. I was like, "What? What is going on? Like, what? What is happening?" Um, and uh, I think that um, their defense, it all starts with their defense, because their deep when they're playing, it's like with anything. You know, if you are blocking shots or contesting shots, um, and then rebounding, you can start the break. They have two, uh, outstanding outlet passers in love and Allen. And, uh, so it's just so much easier to score when you're getting, you know, in transition and getting two on ones and three, three on twos. And, uh. So, and their defense is right now is third ranked in the NBA. And uh, I read a stat that when Mobley is on the court, they give up like something like 96 points a game, which is one of the best in the league. And when he's out the Cavs on average, if you you projected it out, like for a whole would be like a hundred and eight. I mean, it's unbelievable this this guy's impact, incredible. So that's why you know I'm like that's that's you know that's I mean it's rare that you have a guy. Most rookies when they come in the league, they're pretty clueless. Like they they're, they're well, offensively they they know what to do and you know they they can score a lot of points, but it's the defense part that is. They have trouble. um, So, but not so, I mean, he's just giving that whole defense a shot in the arm. Now they're all playing defense. And and it's easier to hide guys like Markinen, who isn't exactly known for his defense. Garland, who's not exactly known for his defense. And uh, Love, who's not. You can, if you've got two, you know, elite shot blockers behind you, You know, it doesn't matter as much.
1: Yeah, and you can gamble and you can get steals and things because, you know, you have backup
0: behind you. Right, right. So, and so it's easier to, yeah, so exactly. That's exactly right. So, yeah, so now they are, but I think it's all, like I said, I think it's all Mobley. And I think that you could put, as long as mobley's out there it could be me you wayne and schnabel the other four and uh and we'd have a pretty good chance cuz this guy he'll just reject everything and uh so um it's a, it's a well surprise. that's what
1: the bulls lineup's going to be
0: so it's a surprise oh yeah exactly yeah we're going to did you get your jersey fitting
1: I did I did I thought I was playing tomorrow, but it got canceled.
0: So. I thought it was really cowardly of the NBA to ruin our NBA debuts. <laughs> it hurts. I was looking forward to say it doesn't hurt. I was looking forward to lighting up Scotty Barnes. Showing him what's what. Was that the, was it the Raptors game that
1: no, it was the Pistons.
0: Oh with Cade Who? Tell Mr. Mm-hmm. Cunningham. Welcome to the NBA, Rook. <laughs> Now that chance has been cruelly snatched away. Um. Well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, college hoops. It was a the only thing.
1: Well, well, let me say real quick about the NBA. It is early. Yeah. Because the season ends in May, <laughs> so still got five months.
0: Oh. So you, so you are uh, – so d- when I say that the Cavs are, uh, I think, pretty much a playoff team, you can pretty much count on them being a playoff team. You're like, no, it's still early. That's your
1: – No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it is early. So, actually, I mean, it could go two ways. The Cavs could get better just because five more months playing together or the NBA could adjust to them.
0: It will be interesting to see how they adjust. What's weird is that they have three seven-footers on the, on the floor, and, and it seems to be working. And so if you've got, like, three active big guys who can go inside and outside, it could, it took, it could take a little while for the NBA to adjust. Cause I just don't think we've seen that. I can't remember a, an NBA team that had three, seven footers in their starting lineup.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, and the other side too, for the bulls is five more months with all these guys playing together. So they might get even sharper on
0: offense. Yeah. The bulls look great. The bulls and the Cavs are by far when we started the NBA season, uh, uh, we did not predict playoffs. Well, you, we were predicting playoffs for the Bulls, but not so for the Cavs. And,
1: uh, yeah, they've I, been a big surprise. The Cavs Bulls. and the Hornets have been a big
0: surprise. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we to so far have predicted the kind of success that both the Bulls and Cavs have had. Well, the
1: Bulls have burned me the past couple of years because you're excited and initially are more cautious this year. Yeah, you didn't expect DeRozan to play like an MVP. You thought he might be good, but not this good.
0: Yeah, they'll pick right where they left off. They were, they were humming. Yeah, and they'll uh, and there's no there's no reason why they can't just uh, you know go right back to you know what they were what
1: what they were doing before. So you want to talk college hoops
0: now? Yeah, let's do it. That was a uh, speaking of uh, banner weeks. I think all the uh, college teams—Loyola, DePaul, NU, and Illinois—all had great weeks.
1: No, the Illini lost. The Illini lost to Arizona. Arizona's ranked eleventh, I think. They're undefeated. It was a good game. I think they, they might have lost by four. I watched the second half. They played the best though when Coburn, who's their big guy, he thinks he's gonna be in the NBA. I don't I I would not want him on my team. Why not? Because he's he's his feet are too slow. Mm. He's not he's a post up guy. It's not it's not gonna work. Right. Kinda, it kind of works in college because he's bigger than everybody. But they had a really, I think Arizona had a seven footer and he was blocking his shots. And <laughs> I think he went like five for 15. And the Illini played the best when he was out of the game
2: because
1: mm. they had, they have this guy, Plummer. I, I don't know what team he was on last year, but he transferred the Illini. He's a good shooter. And Trent Frazier, they both had really good games. And it's like, oh, and then they brought Colbert back in. I was like, you know, if, you're, if your shooters are doing well, you don't have to start throwing the ball inside. It's like they were listening to Stacey King. It's like keep doing what you're doing when you you took the lead. But, again, Arizona's undefeated. They're ranked 11th. I still think the Illini will be pretty good. But it, it was a little disappointing because I, I thought they could have pulled it out.
0: Still, it's 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 young. You know, it's early in the season to play a undefeated team like Arizona. Tough. The Atlanta will be good this year. No, I think so.
1: But like I guess I, you know, you want them to win, and I think I thought they had their shot. And they're throwing the ball in the Cobra, and he turned it over. He got a shot blocked. It's like don't do that. It's like
0: just
1: do what was doing whatever was working in the game. Keep doing that.
0: Yeah. But. And who do they have coming up? The uh, the Illini, because the season's going to start fairly soon. Well, it, it has started though because they played Rutgers, but they still have like some nine. I think they points,
1: I think uh, they played uh, Iowa too. Yeah, so they have played a couple Big Ten games. the The nicest win I think for the local teams this week was DePaul beating Louisville. Great win. Yeah, because DePaul's struggled for such a long time and that's a team they normally can't beat so maybe they'll be in the mix this year
0: i think that they uh at times have they had another what, what wait what was their other pretty good win DePaul. paul they had another win that i thought was really good um yeah
1: Illinois, going back to Illinois, they're they they do not play a Big Ten game until after the new year. They have some non-conference ones, including Missouri, which is normally a tough game. But Missouri's, I think they're 500. I think they're like five and five right now. So Missouri's probably that game's that might not be as tough as it normally is.
0: I thought you said the uh, I thought you were going to say the game of the week was Northwestern's win over the New Jersey Institute of Technology. <laughs> I was going to say,
1: Northwestern played a team I never heard of. The Highlander,
0: <laughs> powerful Highlanders of the New Jersey Institute of Technology, five and five, first in the American
2: East. Oh, Paul beat Kentucky.
0: That maybe that's it.
1: Well, that was last week. Yeah, yeah so that was right. even bigger than beating Louisville.
0: The DePaul's, the, the their only loss was to Loyola. Oh, wait a
1: minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That's wrong. Oh. I don't think that's, I think that's the women's team.
0: Oh. Uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> finest sports analysis. Lately. <laughs> Cutting edge up to the minute. <laughs> Len's crack staff gives him only the finest updates. Well,
1: they beat Rutgers, which is a Big Ten team. And Rutgers. So that was beat, a decent, decent win. And, and Rutgers. Maybe Purdue. Beat Purdue. Yeah. With that half court shot by Amazing. Harper. So great. Mm-hmm. They play Northwestern Saturday.
0: That'll be a good game.
1: Yeah. Northwesterns look pretty good. You want to go? I have to work.
0: No. I would go, but. I haven't even looked into tickets. That'd be, a good, that'd be a good game. Yeah, it's at 2 o'clock. Maybe I'll see if our uh, sound engineer and producer and sports-loving uh, Declan Beyer will want to go. He loves basketball so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so
1: pretty pretty good week for yeah. the locals.
0: And Loyola uh, played well, too.
1: Yeah, might be a fun local college basketball year.
0: I definitely think so. I'm looking forward to uh, – I'm definitely looking forward to NU DePaul. Who do you like in that game? I think DePaul's going to win it. You think so? I do. I think it's a toss-up for me. Do you?
1: I think Northwestern has got some good guys, but DePaul has got some momentum. So it might be, it might be a buzzer game.
0: They're def- NU definitely has the experience. They have a lot of guys who have been through the wars. And uh, I don't know much about Maryland. That's who else Northwestern beat. And I don't know if Maryland is supposed to be good this year.
1: Maryland was supposed to be good. They started out poorly. They fired their coach. But they beat somebody good this week. I'll check in
0: a sec. So that's a good win for you. So yeah. I'm looking for a good game there.
2: They beat
1: Florida, who's ranked Maryland. That was their most recent game. So they might be snapping out of it. The Big Ten, we we said this last week, they're just always loaded. So you don't get too many breaks in the Big Ten schedule.
0: Okay, I have learned something new today. Do you know who uh, the new coach of Maryland is? Yes. I I was today years old when I found out it was Danny Manning. Yeah, Danny Manning.
1: Awesome. It was a blast from the past. Mhm. So, should we move on to football?
0: But, uh, yes, let's do it. Should we uh want me to go first with the Browns? Okay. I was almost hoping they would lose so that they wouldn't torture me anymore. <laughs> and cuz if they lost, then I just, you know, season's over and I don't, I don't have to <laughs> on no, the season would not be that. This year, the
1: season might not be over for anybody until week. I mean, there's like two teams that aren't in the playoff hunt in the entire NFL. So,
0: uh, I'm going to say that the only Browns players that I think have any kind of character and guts are Chubb, Garrett, uh, Denzel Ward, uh, the Jeremiah. J I, I can't pronounce his last name. He's a rookie linebacker. love him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's a gamer. Uh, clowny at times. And a couple guys on the offensive line. Tellers a teller's a rough guy and Jedrick wills Jr. I like him too. Everybody else I could take or leave. Um, I just think they're it's all, like they're all head cases or when the going gets tough, they start to make mental mistakes. Uh, it's a team that is super talented, but I don't know that they just have the fortitude. Um, that Ravens game was a game they should have won comfortably. And that second half was like getting a tooth pulled. It was awful. When the Ravens recovered the onside kick, I go, here we go. Good. Drive down, this, drive down, <laughs> kick the field goal, and put me out of my misery. I was rooting for the Ravens at the end of the game. That's how, That's how disgusted I was with the Cleveland Browns. There's, there's, like three,
1: there's only three teams in the AFC that can't make it. Jets, Texans, Jaguars. Every other team is in contention for a playoff spot. And the yes. NFC, it's only the Lions, and that's it, I think. The Lions are the only team that don't have a shot at all.
0: Yeah. and uh, so it,
1: It's going to be crazy last two or three weeks.
0: Which will be good. That's good for the league. Every game will be big. That's what they want. Yeah.
1: Because there's only four games left and all these teams are still in it.
0: Who are the Bears? That, who do the Bears has.
1: have left? Two games in Minnesota, one game with the Giants, and Seattle.
0: They can win all four of those games. Right?
1: They could. They could. And he could cockroach his way into the playoffs. And
0: the cockroach. When the Bears went up, I was I was debating sending you a cockroach.
1: <laughs> the Bears one I was going to write that on your wall.
0: But the Packers scored too quickly before I could. I was looking for it. I was like cockroach. I'm typing in G I F finder on my phone, and then I was like the pack. And then Aaron Rodgers, you know, A K A Satan, uh, just starts driving the field again. And I was like, whatever. I hate him so much. Aaron,
1: the honest Aaron Rodgers as Colin. Oh,
0: what was your reaction to that? I'm like, what. <laughs> What's going on here?
1: I don't hate counselors like a lot of people do, but I was like, you're
0: really saying that? <laughs> good for Aaron. He's honest. I suppose points for honesty. We know. It's good to know your Jagoff. You know, know who your Jagoff is.
1: He's honest if you think saying you're immunized is being honest.
0: <laughs> At least he was honest about, it. I listened to Joe Rogan. And uh, I would never admit that.
1: The what? the thing about that game is if they don't call that penalty on the punt, uh-huh. and yep. the guy, that was a big play. That could have been cut it to one possession.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was a horrible call. I'm like, what is that call? He It didn't even look like he did run out of bounds. It looked like they got pushed out. I know. That was it, a really bad call. I'm like, you don't call that.
0: There is so much, you know. I hate to like blame officiating, but there is so much terrible officiating going on in the NFL this year. Just these horrible, I don't get them calls. Uh, we I mean, it that. might not
1: matter. they might have just made Rogers throw a game-winning touchdown at the end of the game instead of us losing by 15.
0: Yeah. But
1: they you know, at least the first half was
0: entertaining. At times, I was uh, – I liked how they came back because they're up 10-zip and then, woof, here comes Green Bay. I was like, okay, well, the game's over. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Bears did not – Bears roared right back. So Yeah, in like, the second
1: half, they just didn't get the ball back. The yeah. defense couldn't stop the Packers at all. Right. Because Fields had a pretty good game. He had the one bad pick. And I, when he threw it, even before the pick, I'm like, he floated it. And then sure enough,
2: yeah.
1: pick six. But then he came back the next series and he threw a perfect pass. I know it was a short pass, but he threw it in stride. Yep. Bird got the touchdown. Right. And he, and what I really like, the play calling was pretty good. And, you know, fields, when Fields is going to get uh, yards running is when the play breaks down. Like, don't call runs for him. Let him decide when the protection breaks down. Yeah, that's how you get 20 yards because everybody's downfield. You can and he's fast, so he can he can pick up a lot of yards that way. If you call plays for him, one, there's a chance he's going to get hurt, and two, the defense has a better chance of reacting to him. Mm -hmm. If they think it's a passing play and all of a sudden he takes off, then it's going to it's got a way better chance of working. Agreed. And agreed. But they should have ran the ball a little more. They didn't run the ball. They gave up on that, again, too fast. And
0: Montgomery ran well, too.
1: Which is another navy thing. It's like it's he, still a close game. You could still run the ball.
0: He uh, He's so quick to abandon the run.
1: Yeah. But he's, he's still
0: got a shot somehow. <laughs>
1: yeah. He wins these games.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like the Phoenix, he'll run. I mean, the, the schedule
1: lines up for them. I mean, it, they can beat all those teams. I'm not saying they're going to, but they're they still have a shot. I mean, the Redskins are the seventh playoff team still, and they're under 500.
0: If the and this is just you know, I mean, yeah, you know, we can uh, we could talk in uh, theoreticals. Uh, and uh, it's just fun to talk about. But if the Bears win all four games and make the playoffs, does Nagy keeps his job? I think so. And it I really do. helps. Maybe helps Fields develop. It's He still has a path forward, amazingly. Yep. Um, are you rooting for Nagy, or are do you hope no. that? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, I want the Bears to win, so it's it's not like I'm rooting for him, but I always want the Bears to win. Sure. And going back to the Browns for a second, to me, the Browns and and the Bills have had the exact same season. Yeah. They both were – a lot of people thought those two had a shot at making the Super Bowl. They've both been disappointing, but they're both still in it right now. Right. And I think the Browns, I I don't think the Ravens are good at all. So maybe even the Browns can win the division.
0: That's kind of their best hope because the Bengals, I don't think the Bengals are very good at all. The Bengals are, they're like half the teams
1: in the league. You don't know what the Bengals are going to do each week. Yeah. And I don't think the Steelers are very good. No, Steelers, the Steelers and Brown, the Steelers and Ravens, have not
0: looked good to me. So the the Browns have a tougher road because they have to play the Packers, the Steelers, and the Bengals. They they have the Raiders. Uh, they can beat the Raiders. The Raiders looked terrible yesterday. Uh, they got they got the the heck beat out of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was a beat down. Yep. It could be worse. Our fran- our favorite teams, could be the Raiders. Talk about a horrific year that uh, that a franchise has had. Oh man, it's like the Raiders and the Jaguars. Those are the two teams, the two worst. But even the Raiders are still in
1: it, though. They're six and seven. I don't think they're a good
0: team. No, I
1: don't even think the Broncos are a good team. And the Broncos are seven and six somehow. It's incredible.
0: When I watched uh, the Browns Broncos game, I was like, the Broncos. God. How is this team even, they stink. Or they just did not look good that one game. But, yeah, they're hanging around. It's just setting up
1: a nightmare Super Bowl for me. (laughs) I know. It would be the Patriots-Tampa Bay or the Patriots-Packers.
0: If it's Patriots-Tampa Bay, I'm leaving the country. (laughs) It's 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 really looking that way. The Patriots are
1: the best. The Patriots have played the best in the AFC. Yep. (laughs) And the Packers are the best in the NFC. But Brady keeps doing his Brady stuff. I mean, the Cardinals are 10-2, and but do you think the Cardinals are
0: the best team? No. Absolutely not. There's no way the Cardinals can beat either Green Bay or Tampa. No way. I'm rooting for them. I hope they make it um, because I like their – when I, I I went to the Browns game, they played the Cardinals, and I was like, "They're an easy team to root for," but their running attack is like James Connor, and I forget their other. I mean, no, they don't. Yeah, have I'll be game.
1: I'll be rooting I'll be rooting for the Cardinals, but I don't see it happening. Me neither. And there's such a drop off after the Cardinals. The Cowboys are nine and four, and I don't think they're a good team. Nope. And then everybody, I mean, the Rams were the Rams are almost like the Browns and the uh, Bills because the the Rams are expected to be really good, and they're eight and four, which isn't bad, but they've not looked good since the early part of the season.
0: The Rams are beating the Cardinals tonight. They just started the second half, and the Rams just scored, so they're up twenty to thirteen. Yeah. That's probably going to be a good game.
1: Yeah, probably kind of a fun game to watch.
0: Yeah. We're dedicated to the Jag Bags podcast. That's where our <laughs> focus is. Nowhere <laughs>
1: else. What a mess. I mean, it's ridiculous. All these teams, Redskins, Eagles, 49ers, Seahawks, Vikings, Bears, Falcons, Saints. None of those teams are good. No. But some of them are making the playoffs.
0: You can go into teams we think are going to come out of... That's a fool's errand, though. Trying to predict what teams are going to come out of that group. (laughs) (laughs) It could be the Bears. It really could. It really could.
1: It's going to be some ridiculous... Final games, I guarantee it. Yeah, like some crazy stuff's gonna happen. That's that's my guess. Some crazy stuff's gonna happen in the final week. And Nagy will be
0: rise above. <laughs> Nagy will crawl back into his kitchen cabinet, and then
1: have a totally inept first round
0: loss again. <laughs> but yet have building blocks for the future, and we'll see him again for a. They would, this, he's in his fourth season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 2018 was his first and best season. Yeah. And then he's been average or below average since.
0: The league caught up to him.
1: Well, they just had the great defense
0: the first year. Right. Anything else in the NFL?
1: No, I'm looking forward to the end of the season though. Should be fun.
0: Yeah. Should be a good good last month. Depends on what you do in December.
1: Yep.
0: All right. Should we do? Uh, I recommend.
1: Yes. Why don't you start? Because after this, we have your amazing,
0: yes, record-setting amount of albums. Yes.
1: So.
0: Well, I'll go very quickly then on my. I recommend. Uh, I'm reading a and. I'm cheating a little because I haven't finished the book. I'm halfway through, but I'm, I, I feel safe in um, recommending this book. Um, the author is Marlon James. You ever heard of him? Yeah. And the book is a brief history of seven killings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I'm really, I'm about halfway through and I'm really enjoying it. Um. And it's really quickly, it's, it's set in um, 70s Jamaica. And, uh, and it is so it's historical fiction, but it uh, covers the attempted assassination of Bob Marley and all the various players in that scenario from uh, a prime minister election where both candidates are trying to court Bob Marley because, by far, he's the most popular guy in the country. Um, the CIA, which is trying to keep communism out of Jamaica, uh, the various gangsters and shadow organizations, all of whom know Bob Marley, um, and uh, and the was res- and the ensuing fallout that happened from that. Um, the book is now. Uh, going from there into the crack wars and cocaine wars of in, in Miami and New York. And, uh, now there's a whole another group of characters, but there's Jamaican, uh, the, the Jamaican, uh, Kingpins in uh, Kingston have now expanded their empire a little bit. And, uh, so it's very entertaining. Uh, you know, like with any book though, I I'm wondering where this will go and how this will end. Uh, because there's so many characters. There's literally like about 45 characters to keep track of, <laughs> which is not easy.
1: Um, yeah, it's a pretty popular book.
0: but uh, It's uh, it's a good read. It's a very good read. Um, I'm looking forward to the end and I'll report back. I should have it finished at, at this rate by next week because it's a very fast read. Mm-hmm. So, a brief history. Yeah, I want to read the, that. I, that's a book I'm, I by marlon that's been,
1: my, that's been on my list
0: for a while i uh came across it by accident and read the back and i was like well this sounds great and yeah. uh, i'm not disappointed so far
1: my i recommend is also a book and it is rememberings by Sinead o'connor Ooh. yes it's really good. She's someone you just worry about because of all that's her right troubles. But the way the book's written she comes across she comes across as uh, doing all right. I don't know if that's the editing or and she she mentions her her problems but it's not even close to being the focus of the book. The, the book's mainly more about her music and her personal life. And she's really honest, short chapters. It's it's something you can read fairly quickly. There's a crazy encounter she has with Prince. Prince calls oh. her to <laughs> Minneapolis and acts like a total weirdo. <laughs> and she talks about all the songs she's written and her personal life. And it's it's really good. I read it really like I said, really quickly. And anyone who has any kind
0: of interest in her would enjoy it. What does she say about the infamous uh, SNL appearance?
1: I guess when she did it originally, I mean, in rehearsal, she ripped up some other picture. I forgot what it was. It wasn't the Pope, though. Right. And she <laughs> she basically says, well, I was Right. because i guess in ireland all this stuff was going on but nobody was saying anything like all these evil priests and just terrible things happening and she's like well i've been proven to be right yep back then it was scandalous but i was just she's just like i was just telling the truth about it that they were covering up all these this misconduct from all the priests so, yeah, you, you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I want to read it. Um, and I, I think Eileen would be into it as well. Yeah, you definitely like it. Um, Rememberings by Sinead O'Connor. And what's funny is there's like a chapter where she's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna talk about my music."
1: And in the next chapter, she goes like, "Song through song through uh, uh, uh. old discography," which I love. I love stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely a contender for my updated top ten list because I read it after my deadline for my Hudson Booksellers top ten. <laughs> That'll be coming up everyone in January
2: um oh
0: man, that's gonna be must listen. Well is the world ready for history I don't know I don't know The world is not yet uh four album reviews, four. Uh, Albums number 413 412 411 And 410 So I will go As quickly as I can Through all of these Starting with album 413 Cosmos Factory By Creedence Clearwater Revival um, I mean This could be like uh a kind of a greatest hits i think this is their best record um because it's got all the it's got all the hits it's got um looking out my back door run through the jungle traveling band long as i could see the light and of course i heard it through the grapevine um but also uh ramble tamble i mean that's just those are great record great record i I I'm also amazed that this was their third album in one year, and wow. they were still putting out. Like, I mean, this is a classic. Um, I think it should be higher. I think fourteen's yeah, a little. I low. agree.
1: Cosmos Factory was one of the first albums I ever got. No, oh. I didn't do it in mine because I know the album really well. I got it for a quarter at a resale place called Granny's Attic. <laughs> 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 I played it a lot when I was a kid. I was like grapevine i was mesmerized by grapevine
0: that's their thing they do these like slow grooves and it just goes on forever and yeah awesome it's a great album Uh, agreed um so yeah 413 i think that album should be like in at least top 200 yeah Yeah. ccr rules complete Um, agreement and i think it's their best album so i don't know if they have any other albums on here um I don't think they do,
1: but they're a really good, I've been list, listening to them lately because I have a Creedence play, Creed playlist. Yeah. And they go pretty deep. They're not just a hits band, that's for sure.
0: Um, no, the, and, uh, you know, as far as like, uh, I mean, if you wanted to, you could just do Chronicle. I think that's the name of their greatest hits. I had that too. I had that in cassette. I had up. that on CD. I mean, that is like I mean, that's just all their catalog, and come on, that would be top one hundred, I would say. Yep. In my, in my old man opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you wonder if uh, they're kind of like a casualty of the of the new you know consciousness, new culture, and they seem to be.
1: No, I think I think they'll last because. They still have enough songs that are played on the radio. A fortunate Son, we talked about a couple weeks ago. Right. right? That song's always going to get used in movies and things like that. Who'll stop the rain? Have you ever seen the rain? Proud Mary. Oh, you, those songs are still around. I feel like those haven't disappeared from the consciousness.
0: It's like they're staying. I
1: think they'll last. I think they'll last.
0: Every, you know, if you're starting to play an instrument or you're getting a band together, like Proud Mary is like, because it's easy to play. Um, and it's a great song. Um, so I agree. Um, so, yes, 413 Cosmos Factory, thumbs up. Uh, the next album is Album on Beeves Engrossment Tour. Uh, the next album is Album 412 going to a go-go by smoky robinson and the miracles here's another one that i think should be higher i feel like when you talk about motown artists i feel like Smokey robinson is the most underrated you know you you know you go through all the you know the motown greats and he, you kind of get to him after you know after a while and so he kind of gets overlooked i feel like but on his own, he had great songs, great songs, and this one has tracks of my tears, uh, ooh baby baby, um, uh, my girl has gone, and uh, and then they but the, all the other ones are really good too, and he wrote, um, and he wrote all the songs too. It's not this Holland Dozier Holland or he's the yep. main songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's another one that i think should be higher this is great and uh and uh, just you know the arrangements and just all the songs just put you in a good mood and um yeah i really enjoyed it when i did mine
1: when i went uh over it a couple years ago
0: oh (laughs) dig (laughs) But do your albums have the consciousness that <laughs> I reach due to the quality of time that I spend? Uh, now, let's that's, that's not answer that question. It's going to move on. Uh, my next uh, record, number 411, Love and Theft by Bob Dylan. Um, this album's great. It's great. It's great. Um, I know we talked about it on the Bob Dylan podcast, um, which if you are a Jagbags listener and you haven't listened to our Dylan podcast, featuring our, uh, brilliant listener, Bruce Hollett, check it out. Um, we talked about love and theft and, uh, yeah, this this is easily top 10 Dylan and I could be talked into making it top five, um, just the arrangements he's in great voice, um, he finally listened to someone who said, Hey, you know, stop with the 12 minute, you know, or 15 minute ballads about murder and guys getting out of prison. And, and he, then he listened and uh, yeah, it's really good. Really good. 411 should be higher. Um, Bob Dylan, love and theft. And then the last album, uh, this is, the Beach Boys, Wild Honey. Uh, what the hell is this album doing in Rolling Stone's top 500? This album is awful.
2: It is <laughs> really?
0: so bad. Wow. Uh,
1: You're usually the Beach Boys defender on this podcast.
0: I, I am. And I, you know, I mean, I just can't believe that. Um, you know because because I am like there's great Beach Boys but then there's also like not good Beach Boys at all and Wild Honey is absolutely not good Beach Boys they, they dumped Brian Wilson as their main uh, song writer and because they were jealous and because the guy was doing acid every day and <laughs> so they finally said look you know you're unable to function buddy so and we don't like you anyway so we're taking over the songwriting and i mean they they cover stevie wonders i was made to love her awful <laughs> so bad oh man uh they the only good songs are of course, Brian's songs. One is called, I love, J- I'd love just Wants to see you, which is very stripped down. And I feel like there's no, you know, lush arrangements or, you know, beach boys vocals. It's just kind of a simple band and him just singing, um, kind of a understated no falsetto or anything. And it's really lovely. And, uh, that'd have been a great album just to go in that direction. Um, either as solo or, you know, with the guys backing him. Um, That's the best. And then let the wind blow, which I think has appeared on subsequent Brian Wilson um, albums. Uh, But uh, overall, this is a stinker should not be in the top 500. And it's just benefiting from the beach boys in, you know, uh, revised place in history, you know, the, Everyone says, oh, the Beach Boys are great. So let's revisit some of these records. Oh, yes, Wild Honey. What were we thinking? This is great. No, it's not. No, (laughs) it's not. Um, it should not be in the top 500. Um, So those are my reviews. Was that four? Oh, yeah.
1: So Cosmo, Smokey, Dylan, and wow, amazing. Yep. Amazing.
0: Ripped right through him.
1: Jag bags history. Yes. Amazing.
0: And you might get you might
1: get there by 2025
0: now. Oh man. At I'm, this I'm, rate. I'm on a roll. <laughs> feeling it. It feels good. Maybe I'll do four more. Eve is feeling it, everyone. <laughs> uh, anything else to discuss on our recap episode that uh, I have not gone over.
1: I don't think we can top you reviewing 4 albums.
0: We should end on this good
1: note. Yes. We... <laughs> it's a milestone.
0: Oh, man. Well, thanks very much for listening, Jag Bags listeners. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast. We can be found on all major podcast platforms. Please hit that subscribe button. Please tell a friend or five about us. Please write us a review. And if you're so inclined, make it hashtag Jagbags. Please uh, follow us on various social media channels. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are not on TikTok because we are in our mid-50s. And that would be pathetic. Yet. <laughs> Len, Len keeps uh, uh, sending uh, concepts to us for our TikTok presence, uh, with various TikTok dances. Uh, yes, yeah, Len's uh, movements to Matthew Wilder's "Break My Stride." <laughs> Don't spoil it. Sorry, sorry. Jeez, I, I got excited. I got it's TikTok. <laughs> It's it's TikTok. I get excited. If I go on TikTok, I think uh, our sound engineer producer will resign.
1: (laughs) Fine. I'll do it under an alias. (laughs) This should be interesting. I'll get wigs. (laughs) It's okay. I won't associate it with jag bags. We don't want to lose our sound engineer.
0: We don't. Oh, man. This whole operation could come to a crashing halt yeah. without him. Um, well, thanks very much for listening. Uh, please tell a friend or five about us. Your kind words are our best form of advertising. And when you're ready to listen, put a little jag bags in your ear.